Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. So this week's episode inspiration comes from a random email I sent a few weeks ago. I was in a client meeting with the team and we were sharing what books we were reading for a team building kind of thing. And one of the people in our team does extreme running events and recently ran a 100k race. I'm serious. This race takes like 10 hours and you just run the whole time. And we were laughing as he told us about how his wife was like jogging along beside him at one of the fuel points and just shoveling mashed potatoes into his mouth because you're running for 10 hours and, you know, you need sustenance in that time. And uh, this team member shared that he was reading a book about resilience and it's filled with extreme survival stories. And we all thought it sounded really, really cool. And we were bookmarking this book for, for future reading. And for some reason, the team's collective awe of physical resilience really, really pissed me off. My own awe was annoying me the most. So in our house, we are massive consumers of survival genre TV. We watch I Shouldn't Be Alive, Sea Rescue, 24 Hours in Emergency. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's a multi-billion dollar industry that most of us support with our attention, me included. So this newsletter that I wrote... I said that it reminded me of being a drama kid in high school. And I don't want to blow my own horn, but I was quite the accomplished drama kid. Like I was regularly cast in productions outside of school for really well-respected theater companies. I won several awards, very much at the top of my game in the drama world. And my school did not give a shit. To be honest, I didn't really care. I just found it amusing that every assembly was dominated by sporting achievements. Sometimes they would just literally read out what team sports were played on the weekend. They would just literally be like, oh, and the year seven cricket team played Ascot High School on the weekend. Like they just played. Nothing else happened. They just played on the weekend. And meanwhile, there were artists and writers and musicians and poets and dancers doing these extraordinary things. And no one even noticed. Like, for example, one of my friends got accepted to play the flute in the goddamn opening ceremony of the 2000 Olympics. And that got a one sentence mention in the newsletter. And I'm 90% sure that the only reason why it got a mention was because it was tied to sport via the Olympics. So this led me to thinking about how physical resilience or fitness is still the front runner of hero worship in adult life. So for example, I live in the country and most small towns around here will have this like weird little plaque when you drive in and it lists the town's Olympians. So for example, it will say small town, home of Jane Smith, Olympic bronze medalist, 1992. And I mean, really, yay for Jane Smith, Olympic bronze medalist, 1992. But I cannot roll my eyes hard enough at that. Yes, being an Olympic medal winning swimmer is extraordinary. But can we get some top surgeons, award winning designers, famous opera singers on these plaques, please? How about some Order of Australia medal winners? 
don't tell me these towns don't have people who excel in all areas, not just sport. Like you may have developed a patented prosthetics system that helps amputees all around the world. Maybe you fundraised a million dollars for animal shelters, but small town doesn't care unless you can run really fast or jump really high. You don't get a mention. And I don't want to sound bitter. And I'm very aware that I'm sounding quite bitter right now. And look, I'm a fit, able-bodied human. Like I won the lottery right there, but can we just please call it a little on the sport person fetishization? On another note, I don't want to discount stories of physical resilience because by all standards, they're extraordinary. Like running for 10 hours straight is incredibly impressive. And so is surviving in a jungle for two weeks. But do you want to know what else is impressive? Quiet resilience. So I look at someone who runs 100 Ks in 10 hours and I think, wow, that's so cool. I could never do that. But you know what? I was in labor for 41 hours and no one cares. I don't particularly want people to care, but that's pretty incredible. But it's just normalized because a lot of women have babies and most of those women do labor to have them. And you know what else is a perfect example of quiet resilience? Raising newborns and raising young children, waking up several times in the night to feed a baby from your body. There's certainly a general acknowledgement of that for mums of young kids, but I can tell you it gets forgotten really, really quickly. If you survive for five days in the desert or swim the English Channel, you're remembered forever because less people have done it. But just because most people you know have raised young children, it doesn't make it less extraordinary. And let's talk about something that happens to less people, but is also a very beautiful and undervalued part of quiet resilience. Those with infertility. It's perhaps one of the quietest forms of resilience. It often lives in shadows and it's hidden by the thrum of daily life, but no one ever celebrates or lifts up those people who've struggled with years of ongoing fertility issues. It's just this monthly stab in the heart that some people experience for years or decades and no one ever says, hey, I see you, I know what you're doing and that looks really hard. Quiet resilience resides in grief of watching or caring for someone as they die slowly of an illness. It's picking up the pieces for years to come and trying to live life at the same time. Quiet resilience is working a grueling minimum wage job to provide for your family when there's little hope of upward mobility or property ownership in your future. Quiet resilience is living every single day with a chronic illness, having some good days, some bad days, or some very, very bad days. It's also living with the knowledge that you might never find a cure and you may never feel in inverted commas normal ever. Quiet resilience is caring for high needs family members, medically complex children, children with varying disability, aging parents, sick partners. Quiet resilience is living with constant racial, sexual, gender or appearance discrimination, just living every day waiting for the next interaction that will threaten your safety. Quiet resilience is experiencing, not only surviving, but experiencing addiction or abuse in a family setting. Recovery and survival is widely applauded, but being in the throes of it is the true hard part, and that part often gets ignored. So today, I want to honor and celebrate quiet resistance, and here are a few ways that you can do that. Recognize it in yourself when it's happening. We as humans are so good at putting one foot in front of the other because that's what we're taught to do. And hitting rock bottom always feels like a failure because it's what we're trying to avoid by just getting on with it, which is what everyone wants us to do. Resilience is hitting rock bottom and getting back up again. 
And if you're listening to this, you have survived 100% of your hardest days. And that's pretty freaking amazing, I reckon. You also need to recognize quiet resilience in other people. So when you see someone you know going through something really hard, tell them that you see them. You don't have to go into details. Just simply say, I can see this is really hard and I think you're amazing. One thing that ties most cases of quiet resilience together is the fact that few people notice it. If you notice, call it out. If you don't notice, look for it. Another thing we can do is be complimentary to kids that fly under the radar. So it's super easy to compliment the kid who confidently emceed the school assembly. But what about the kid that showed everyone to their seats or the kid that made the posters or the kid that was in charge of operating the curtain? Let's all loudly start praising the stage manager kids and get them the attention they deserve as well. Another thing we need to do is to treat quiet resilience in the same way that you treat physical resilience. This means you might need to train for it. This means you definitely need breaks from it. It means you need to change your strategy or you will just get burnt out. So whatever quiet resilience you're experiencing, find ways to help you cope with it. Get help if it's available. Get therapy if it's available. Put up some boundaries to protect yourself within the act of resilience that you're experiencing, especially if it looks like you're in it for the long haul. And finally, another thing we can do is look for short and long-term solutions and work on them side by side. And you absolutely need both. So there are things that will help you in the short term that are vital for your survival, but also don't forget to look at what you can do in the long term. Don't fall into the trap of constantly deploying short-term solutions because you just won't be able to do that forever. Take a moment every now and then to look at long-term solutions to see how you can get yourself out of this situation. So those are just a few thoughts on quiet resilience and how we need to stop ignoring it, call it out when we see it, and congratulate people for their beautiful quiet resilience. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits, and you can email me at contact at carlyjacobs.com. Please leave a rating and a review. It's the best way to help other people find the show. Until next time, remember, little habits, big life. I conclude this episode by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I record today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.